The Debacle, a Duncan Fisher Battletech short, written by David Martin. Duncan slammed his fist down on the desk, causing the man sitting on the other side of it to jump in his seat at the sudden outburst. This is exactly why I told them not to hire him for the premiere. Now we're the laughingstock of the entire inner sphere. Duncan's anger bordered on rage. To say that the inaugural HPG broadcast into the clan occupation zones of the Solaris 7 Grand Championship had not gone well would be an understatement. The network decision-makers had not listened to Duncan, and now there was going to be a high price for their lack of foresight in this initial breakthrough into the clan entertainment sector. The startled man behind the desk quickly regained his composure. Mr. Fisher, if you will please sit down before I have you removed from the premises and arrested on criminal charges. Duncan could not be stopped here. His only hope of success in this gambit was to make it into the boardroom, he relaxed his shoulders and stepped away from the desk. The receptionist, whom Duncan thought might also be an amateur bodybuilder, resumed his seat, and Duncan saw his chance. Duncan bolted past the desk and raised his arms, pushing through the double doors that led to the conference room where all of the Solaris Broadcast Company board members were currently in the middle of a session. All of the men and women in the room turned their heads in Duncan's direction as he burst in, some displaying an annoyed expression at the interruption, while the rest immediately looked outraged and indignant at the brash and uninvited invasion of their chamber. Duncan took a moment to let his entrance take effect before speaking, drowning out the beginnings of an objection from the chairman. I told you, I told all of you, right here in this very room, what would happen if you hired Kenny Jogsworth to produce last night's broadcast. But did you listen to me, the voice of Solera 7? No, of course you didn't. Duncan began walking around the end of the conference table in the middle of the room. The hollow tank in the center of the table displayed numbers and graphs representing last night's ratings for their broadcast to the clans. Though he noted their values, the numbers only confirmed what Duncan already knew in his bones. The broadcast was a failure. Perhaps out of sheer shock at his disrespectful and brash outburst, None of the commissioners interrupted Duncan as he took a few more steps. Duncan briefly thought that they were just waiting to see how much of his own grave he would dig himself, but he quickly dismissed the thought. It was all or nothing at this point. Duncan was fully committed. I see these numbers here tell me exactly what I already knew, Duncan continued, making sure to stare down any commissioner who dared make eye contact with him, hoping they would look away, though none did. The clans are different from us. They want honorable combat. They want glory. They want Solaris. And we had an opportunity to give it to them. But you failed them. You failed the pilots in the stables, and you failed the people of Solaris 7. Kenny's broadcast was full of pundits talking about betting odds and the latest political maneuverings between the stables. Commercials full of goods the clans can't even get, even if they want them. And, though his one good move was never interrupting my announcing of the matches, he succeeded in presenting the games as a sideshow, a hive of gambling and debauchery, and a low-budget thrill that only the lowest forms of life would watch. He proved the clans were right in their thought that the inner sphere has nothing of value to offer. The boardroom was so quiet, Duncan would have sworn he could hear the sounds of a match going on in an arena two miles away. 
After a few moments of silence, in which Duncan hoped the shame of their failure was sinking in, the quiet was ended with an outburst easily equal to Duncan's tirade. The chairman's face was full of affronted rage as he shouted, Who the hell do you think you are? It was at this point that Duncan began to think he might have made a mistake. We are the Solaris Broadcast Company, and last I checked, Mr. Fisher, you worked for us. The chairman rose from his chair and pointed at Duncan. Do you realize what we could do to you for this blatant and insolent display of insubordination? We could have you canned, banned from the airwaves of Solaris 7, or any other world for that matter. We could ruin you, Duncan. Or worse. Duncan was momentarily flustered, though he did a good job of not showing it. For the first time since entering the room, Duncan looked to the door. Standing at the ready, waiting for the command from the chairman, were four armed guards. It was all true. They could hurt him pretty badly, both physically and professionally. Hell, they might even be able to kill him and get away with it. Duncan knew for a fact they've done worse on occasion. They held all the cards in this game. Well, mostly. But this was too important. The games that Duncan loved had been slandered by his own people, presented to the clans as a sideshow no better than a three-ring circus with dancing bears and lions who had been trained to jump only when commanded. No, this would not be how it would end. Maybe you can hurt me more than I can hurt you, Duncan said, the edge in his voice not yet completely drained away. But let me ask you this. If Duncan Fisher were to suddenly disappear, wouldn't people ask questions? Better yet, how do you think you're going to recover from this without my help? I may be a pawn to you, but I'm a demigod to them. Duncan pointed out the window towards the arena facilities as he finished his statement. He had played his cards, and it was all now on the table. This was one of the biggest gambles that Duncan had ever made, but he knew it was worth it. Duncan looked from the chairman to the guards at the door, and then to the other commissioners who were still seated around the table. The chairman, still standing and in position to face off against Duncan, looked to several of the other commissioners. Duncan noticed that each gave a curt nod, affirming something about which Duncan was unaware. After a few more moments, the chairman motioned to the guards that all was well. They quickly left the room and closed the double doors behind them. As he sat, the chairman motioned for Duncan to take a seat at the table. One of the chairman's aides brought Duncan a chair at the end of the table, and Duncan was obliged to be sitting for the first time that morning, only now realizing that he'd been going on nothing but adrenaline since last night. Duncan sat for several long minutes as the chairman conferred with a data pad in front of him. Duncan was fairly sure at this point that he was free from physical harm, for the moment. But whether or not his gambit had worked, Duncan had no idea. Mr. Fisher, began the chairman, while none of us here appreciate, nor will we continue to tolerate the manner in which you came before us today, we are nonetheless impressed with your fervor for the Solaris Seven Games. It is well known that you are called the voice of Solaris across the inner sphere, and it is for this reason alone that we are allowing you to sit with us at this table. Duncan was, in a rare moment, speechless. It worked. Duncan let out a mental sigh of relief, but he needed to maintain his physical demeanor and composure. 
It didn't sound like he was quite out of the woods just yet. The chairman continued, As of 1.05 a.m. local time this morning, Kenny Jogsworth no longer has any connection to the Solaris Broadcasting Company, and he will likely never be heard from again in the professional world. He was a mistake. He cost this council money, and we are prepared to do what is necessary to make up for this egregious error. What we need to know right now, Mr. Fisher, is if you are willing to help us get Solaris 7 back on the minds of the Clanners in a positive way, a revenue-driving way. Duncan was momentarily taken aback by the progress that seemed to have been made. Perhaps somebody else on Solaris 7 still had the sense to realize when a man of his expertise was needed. The chairman and the rest of the commissioners waited patiently for Duncan's answer, and he let them stew for a few moments before his response. "'Of course I'll help you, chairman,' Duncan said, the charm and silk back in his voice. But I'm only in this if we do it my way. From here on out, the buck stops right here. The chairman looked around to the rest of the board members, and each in turn replied with a silent nod of acquiescence. Wow, Duncan thought to himself as he witnessed the silent vote of confidence. They must really be desperate to fix this. They might be in even worse shape than they let on. When the voting had ceased, yielding a unanimous vote to the affirmative, the chairman turned to Duncan. Okay, Mr. Fisher, where do we start? Duncan smiled, both to himself and to the board. This was going to be a challenge, but nothing that Duncan Fisher couldn't handle. Well, Duncan began, the clans have these records that are kind of like ongoing biographies of each person called a codex. It's a device which is typically worn as a bracelet. It records everything from battle honors and recorded kills to injuries. The Debacle, a Duncan Fisher Battletech short, was written by David Martin. Narrated by George Ledoux. Music track Cyber Stadium 2084, written and performed by Animatronic. This has been a Voices in My Head production. <laughs>